everyone. I'm not sure how to best get this out there, so I'm going to start off with some background on where I'm from. I grew up in a small town with no more than a few stoplights and a few thousand residents in the Great Basin Desert of the western US. For those that have never been, you cannot begin to understand just how vast and isolated you become in my home state. It is a breeding ground for strange people to hide out from law, keep to themselves, and do whatever it is they want to remain secret. As someone who frequently spends days exploring isolated, vast stretches of desert, hours away from self-service in some cases, I unfortunately have a few stories where I was held at gunpoint or thought I was going to be taken, but those are for another time. This is my earliest encounter with someone I wish I never met. The valley where the story takes place is one where they found a family murdered just a few months prior to my encounter. I didn't know this at the time, and while probably not connected, it gives you a feel for what happens in the desert. I was roughly 12 at the time, 22 male now, and was with my mom and three younger brothers. My dad and uncle were prospecting for gold, and we got bored so we thought we'd go for a hike down into the valley, into an abandoned miner shack, probably two miles away. No biggie. We've done this many times to pass the time, and it's cool to see the old ruins. Note, my dad and uncle had their pistols, we didn't. We get down there with no issue, and the shack looks clearly abandoned and in disrepair. It looks to be from the early 1930s and is kind of resting on a small hill with dirt road leading to it. We go inside to explore and all is good till I see on one of the old shelves brand new canned goods, fresh pepper wrappers and all. I thought to myself that this was odd but figured some backpackers must have left them for the next guy. Boy, was I wrong. We kept exploring this house until I come into a room, and I see something that I will forever remember. That feeling you get when you instantly know something is horribly wrong. That struck me pretty hard. That room had a fresh house cat hung from the rafters of the ceiling with its abdomen slit open, intestines hanging out. It had to have only been a few days old. I never let my mom or brother see it. I just ran to the room where they were in and said we have to go now. I just said I had a bad feeling because of those cans. We get out of the house and we're about 50 feet away when my brother insists that he needs to go to the bathroom. I didn't tell them what I saw because I knew it would freak them out and he just had to go. So here we are. A baseball throws away from this house and my brother is going to the bathroom. Just as he finishes from the back side of the hill of the shack, it comes an old white beat up van, and I remember thinking that this is it. I will never see my dad again. They'll never know what happens to us. Out of the van, I remember vividly seeing four men step out and look into our general direction. I picked up my youngest brother and my mom, and the older two brothers all took off running. I never felt more scared in my life. I didn't dare look back to see if they were trailing after us. I couldn't make myself. I 
After what feels like forever, we finally got out of the valley and met up with my dad and uncle. We tell them our story and we get the hell out of there. Till this day, I still can't help but wonder if I'd be alive today had I not seen the dead cat before those guys got to the shack. So, to the men mutilating cats in the desert, let's not ever meet again. At the time I was 17, and I was living for a few years in a small house, with my mom after my parents divorced six years ago. The house wasn't huge, but we had one floor, with our bedrooms and a small garden. We also have a dog who isn't really scary. It's one of those small dogs with a lot of hair. His biggest default is that he barks a lot during the day, every time someone is close from the garden. That annoyed me and my neighbors a lot. It's important to notice that my dog never barks at night and always sleeps in my bed with me. Anyways, one time in the middle of the night, I had a dream where I heard a constant dog barking. In my dream, I felt like it lasted a thousand years, but it only lasted for a few seconds. When I woke up out of that nightmare, I didn't feel the weight of my dog on my feet. It felt like something was wrong, and then I realized my dog was actually barking and growling. I didn't understand what was happening. I just looked for my dog and saw him at the top of the stairs. His head turned towards the front door. The door opening the garage was actually on the side of the front door. I jumped out of my bed and rushed to the top of the stairs where my dog was. There was a shadow of a man standing just at the bottom of the stairs, next to the front door. I wasn't even able to shout. I just took my dog in my arms by reflex and ran towards my mom's room. My mom was just waking up. She takes medication to sleep, so it's very hard to wake her up. Thank God. The door of her bedroom can be locked with a key. Even though I was shaking like hell, I locked the door. My mom understood what was happening when we heard footsteps coming from the stairs. We froze in a corner of her bedroom, and she grabbed her phone to call the police. While we were trying to reach the cops, the guy started shaking the door handle, and then punching the door. After a moment, he stopped, and this psycho laughed. That's when my mom and I had the good idea of shouting. I called the police. Get out. After a moment, we heard him going down the stairs, still laughing. We didn't dare to move until we heard the police officers. When they arrived, no one was there. In the living room on the table, there was a note that he wrote, See you soon. They said later that the guy apparently got in and out by the garage, which has a back door that at the time we always left open. Immediately after that, we went living with my grandparents for a while and moved out into a new house a couple of months later. We never heard of this guy again, but we always checked every door as locked before going to bed, and I have trouble falling asleep ever since. For almost a year after, I waited until it was 4am to go to sleep, just to be sure he didn't find us or try to sneak into our home again. Since the moment I started working at this restaurant six months ago, 
The alleyway behind the restaurant has always given me an uncomfortable feeling. To gain a layout of this restaurant, it's located in the middle of downtown, five minutes from the Mexican-US border, since we're located into the tip of Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley. The alley itself is not located right behind the establishment, you just walk past its patio, then past our garage until you reach the side back door, that you have to prop open as the door locks behind you once it's closed. During the day, I'll usually see people walking back and forth across the alley. When I go to take out the trash, it's typically a safe location, though it is also prominent for its homeless population. They're usually harmless, despite a few that are noticeably mentally ill. My colleagues have even gotten to know a few and have given leftovers whenever possible. I work as part of the kitchen staff at this restaurant. Most of the time, we'll work past 10 p.m. At night, my boss usually never lets the women take out the trash, just to be safe, especially a petite five-foot Hispanic, 28-year-old female. Anyways, since the quarantine started, our kitchen staff has become quite small, so I'll usually help take out the trash with one of the other men working. This night was pretty slow, and my fellow co-workers and I were encouraged to clean up and leave early at around a quarter to ten. I decided to get two of the slightly full trash bags and take them out back myself, assuming someone will see my actions and take the other two after me. As I walked past the patio to the garage, my gut began to fluster. I got to the back door and paused. Maybe you should wait, I told myself, but the smell protruding from the bags was nauseating. I pushed the door and propped it open with a brick we usually kept nearby. The alley was dark and silent. The air felt menacing. The only light illuminating was from the bulb above the door. I walked quickly to the bins and lifted up the top and dumped the trash. Then slowly, a man stood up from the other side of the dumpster. He wasn't very big, but he looked a lot older. He was sweating, but his demeanor seemed agitated. He must have been crouching and waiting for some time. I jumped back, holding my hands above my heart. That seemed to be pulsing through my chest. The man looked at me, eyeing me as my steps moved backwards. He shook his head, motioning me to stop. He was far too close for me to outrun him. I looked at his bushy dark brows and dark black eyes. Most of him were still cloaked in the night that surrounded us. His clothes didn't look homeless, but I still assumed he was since it's common for them to be out here at this hour, usually waiting for food. I told him I have no leftovers, but he shook his head again and took out a medium-sized knife. My eyes widened as I took in a breath. The following exchange took place in Spanish, but I'll translate. I don't have my purse. I was working. I'm still working. Just come with me, he said using his knife as a pointer. My mouth grimaced. Having no idea where this small amount of courage came from, I said, My friend is coming right now with the rest of the trash. No, come now, he said more harried. And stepped closer, and I stepped back again, speaking again with a little more tenacity. 
They all saw me come over here. There's more trash and he's coming right now. He's outside right now. I just need to yell. You are not going to scream. I'll gut you. Till this day, I don't know what came over me, but I replied with, Mirame, or watch me. We looked at each other, daring each other. Then we both heard footsteps coming from the inside of the garage, and he ran past me. I stood there breathing again. I don't even know. I was holding my breath until I turned to see my friend, John, come out of the door. We're almost done over. He stopped after seeing my face. What happened? I explained everything as tears ran down my face. My friend decided to run down the alley to try to catch him, even though I told him not to, and that he's gone by now. It was about five minutes until he came back. John relayed to me that no one was around, except for some homeless guys we were familiar with. He asked them if they had saw anyone running from the alleyway, and they said yeah, but they didn't recognize the man, and he took off in the opposite direction towards the border. John took me back inside and told their boss what had happened. They called the cops, whose station was pretty close by. They sent someone to patrol the area and gather a description from me, which I gave. My boss let me leave early, and John walked me to my car. He told me it's too bad we don't keep a camera back there. It would have been cool to see how I handled the guy. I smiled slightly, but my stomach was still in knots. He looked at me and apologized. I moved my hand to stop him and told him that I'll be fine. Fortunately, I still work there, but I've been excused from trash duty from now on. Obviously, they never found him. I don't want to think about what would have happened to me if I was more compliant. Something gave me the courage to argue back at him, and thank goodness that my friend came out just in time. So, man waiting behind the dumpster, I hope we never meet again. This happened about six years ago. A little info about myself. I'm a 23-year-old female. I'm also very small. I'm 4 foot 11 and weigh 95 pounds soaking wet. No, I don't have an eating disorder. My 11th grade year of high school is when this event took place. It was within the first two weeks of school and I was a bus rider. We had a new bus driver. Me being a very social person, I always thanked him for his service, and always was super nice to him, and I believe that's where I messed up. One day after school, I was riding the bus. I was always one of the first to be dropped off, so when I realized I'd been on the bus for an extra 10 minutes, I was a little curious and just chalked it up to the fact that the bus routes get changed all the time. At this point, I had been on the bus for about 30 minutes, and there's two kids left on the bus. An old friend of mine, and of course myself. This friend of mine lived in a very remote location, and there was absolutely no cell service out there. So when we dropped her off, I couldn't call my parents to let them know what was happening. My friend tried really hard to convince me to get off at her stop. Little did I know, I should have listened. As we were leaving this area... The bus driver pulls into a cemetery and told me to look out of my window. When I did, I saw a torn to shred baby deer. My whole body went into a shutdown mode. I didn't know what to do. My initial reaction was to pull up my phone and call my parents. 
when I remembered I had no signal, I immediately got up and ran to the back of the bus. Keep in mind that I'm the only kid on this bus. We sat by that deer for a good 10 minutes, and the whole time in the back, my blood is absolutely boiling. It was everything in me not to run off that bus and look for help. When we started to leave, he just started talking about random stuff. Like how he loves his wife and loves his new job as a bus driver. The whole time, he's barely paying attention to the road. I get on my phone and go to the Google Maps. Thank God they worked even without service. I realized my house was 50 minutes from where we were, and I was super excited to be going home soon. Boy, was I wrong. This jackass then decides to take a shit ton of back roads and kept talking to me. All the while, I'm sitting in silence with no service on my phone. So about 20 to 25 minutes later, I start seeing landmarks that are around my neighborhood. I look down and there's service on my phone. I immediately call my dad and he doesn't answer. Not even two minutes later we pull into my neighborhood and he drops me off at my house. I wanted to run but for some reason I just stood in my yard and stared at him. Frozen in fear. Eventually he pulled off and when he did I took off running into my house. My parents were in their room freaking out about where I was. My mom started grilling me about where I was and what I was doing. I got out of school at 2.15 and I got home around 4.45ish on a normal day. I would get home at like 2.30 so my mom was very upset. My dad's phone was dead because he tried to call so many times. I began to cry and I told them everything that had happened. My dad was furious and called my school and used my mom's phone to record the whole conversation between my dad and the principal and myself. My principal was extremely pissed off about what had just taken place, as was my dad. My mother was just cuddling me, asking me if I was okay, and if anything else happened. I didn't go back to school for about two days. There was no formal investigation. The school handled it themselves. The bus driver denied everything, and when they checked the camera footage, the camera happened to be covered by a sticker or something of the sort. Thankfully, nobody believed the bus driver, and he was fired. I haven't rode a bus ever since. I know this isn't as creepy as most of the stories, but it's mine, and it's still the most bone-chilling experience I ever had. Hey friends, thanks for checking out today's video. If you haven't yet, please make sure to hit that like and subscribe button to be notified when I drop a new video or stream. Also be sure to check my video's descriptions, as I have some hidden links in there for some fun stuff, such as my Discord server, merch, and my social medias. And last but not least, remember, drink Jenseno Raid.